Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're having a good Saturday. Hope you're all doing well. And I got we got some roof people going on fixing the roof. So you might hear something like that in the background. I was contemplating my movies today and thinking about the one genre that I just have a whole heck of a lot of trouble with is horror. I think a lot of people do because horror is hard to get the tone. Horror is isolation and desperation, which doesn't really lend well to role-playing in the traditional sense. What I mean by the traditional sense is it's mostly adventure. Adventure works very well in role-playing games. Now, I believe that horror can work too. It's just that there's a lot more prep involved and a lot more tone involved. I mean, every genre has its tone, and you can do things for it. But just going into a plain horror story, horror session, in a regular at a regular table with regular things, it just if if any genre needed atmosphere and props, it's the horror genre. I'm sorry to say because I think horror is great for character. That to me, that's the whole thing about it is character. You can give people genuine. I, I find it. I don't think you can actually give people genuine frights in a role-playing game unless you plan it and plan it and plan it till a fairly well. As far as atmosphere, darkened rooms, noises, things like that. And there are certain types of horror that work better. Now, the slasher type works all right. You could probably get that away, get away with that. But I like the classics. I like the classic Universal Hammer horror films. Even the 50s stuff is fun. It kind of borders on science fiction by the time 50s get in there, but it's still fun. And you also hear a dog in the background, too. Oh boy. Classic horror. It doesn't really frighten as much as you're... I like, I like it because it's, you know, kooky, ooky, whatever you want to call it. I admire Ravenloft. I don't admire as much the Ravenloft, the campaign setting for second edition, as I do the original module. Because they were try, the Hickmans were trying to do something different. And I admire them for that. And gothic horror is one of the ways to go. I enjoy gothic horror. That's what all the classic monsters and everything are based on as far as I'm concerned. And when they came out with the sub the sub campaign for Ravenloft Mask of the Red Death, I'm going, oh yeah, here we go. I can get into this. This is like hammer horror. I like this. The original Ravenloft was more like gothic, you know, Universal Bela Lugosi. Uh, Bram Stoker, that kind of thing. But this is like hammer horror, you know. It's taking place in uh, Earth that's that's Victorian. And, you know, you can get into the real literary classics. Things like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or Frankenstein or something like that. And I think that's great. 
But if you're just playing a regular D&D game and you want some horror, I'm not even going to speak... I mean, I'm just going to talk about D&D, the fantasy genre, because other genres, you can do it, but it's a lot... I mean, like, trying to do a horror a horror game in a supers campaign is probably almost impossible. And it just is. I mean, it just is. So I'd rather talk about fantasy and such. And I played my share of Call of Cthulhu. I think Call of Cthulhu is great. But everybody knows going in what you're dealing with. And it's not so much horror as it is investigation. And I've always been a proponent of they should survive the way horror characters survive, as in they destroy the cult and they walk away shaken, but they're still alive type of thing. It's stopping the cultists. It's not stopping the monster itself. That's the whole point. But that's my that's my take on it. And as far as fantasy goes, it's easier to put in like traces of horror. And I'm talking gothic horror. I'm talk I'm even talking about the schlocky stuff, like you know, kooky ooky Adams family or type stuff. That works with me. They you know, they may run into a there are some NPCs who live in a house that are kinda weird even for fantasy D and D standards so you know and they could be friendly they can be not friendly and it's you know you can get just in just as much danger in a haunted house as you can in a dungeon so it's just kind of a different thing i think little traces of horror work traces of of the macabre i should say the macabre in fact, I remember Boris Karloff didn't even call his pictures horror pictures. He called them thriller pictures. And why? I think he's right, actually, because the old horror films were thrillers, even though they had a supernatural element. Most of them had a supernatural element in them. I mean, you know, it's you could probably even run a good ghost story in D&D because they have ghosts and things like that. But a lot of times the undead and things like that are just something, they see, see them as something to be defeated. It's kind of like when you do Call of Cthulhu and you have the Lovecraftian horrors, the Cthulhu mythos, and you have, you know, things man was not meant to know, things from beyond space thing, blah, blah, blah. It's supposed to fry your mind. Lovecraft versus Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea because there was a, a definite shift in in perception when it came to putting Lovecraft on its own in Call of Cthulhu and putting it, putting him as the, as part of the basic pulp fantasy of the time type of literature that you're emulating in Astonishing Swordsman, because somebody like Conan will see an eldritch being from beyond space as just another monster to defeat, and he won't. He won't. He won't be getting his mind fried or anything. So it's it's a very very deliberate shift of tone, I should say. It's all about tone. Now, if you want to go back and make your monsters more terrifying, you know, start using the fear checks and things. That's that's something else. I mean, that would that would work, I think. But it's just not going to work as a die. It's not going to work as a campaign. I don't think. But you can, like I said, you can add these mysterious, spooky places in your campaign world. And like I said, you kind of add traces of it around the edges. 
and it gives your world a little bit more flavor. That's what I like about it. So try and add a little, you know, a few cobwebs and a few, like, mysterious, but maybe you've got a dungeon that's just totally haunted, or a house, or, or a castle, or something. Throw throw a dungeon, a haunted dungeon at them and see what they do, where it's all ghosts, ghosts and wraiths and, you know, specters and things like that, and see what they do. Or you can just have, like I said, you can have some NPCs who are like, I mean, you know, the 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 castle amber isn't the fam family supposed to be kind of whacked out anyway watch something like spider baby sometime where you get the original house full of cra- it's an original house full of crazies and you know take t- take some take some nods from that anyway i think i've talked enough about that i got to go start my day so okay folks if you want to talk to me about this or anything else can you get a hold of me at oldmangrognard at gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail at Anchor. Also, we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you to my supporters, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, and Juan Carlos. You guys are great. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Radio Grognard.